What do you guys think you're the youngest fan of? Other, like, Matt and Steven. Is there anything where you're like, there's no one else in this age bracket that loves this thing? All of my shit has gotten, like, reappraised culturally in the last five years. Like, it, there was a time when, like, the kind of boogie and shit that I like to listen to is, like, was not cool. Uh, but now Matt, everybody knows about it. I thought you were going to say Burt Bacharach. No, well, but you exist. Yeah, but you're younger than me. I am younger. Than <laughs> you, you have that edge. That's what I'm uh, conceding Burt Bacharach. Something Matt's going to reveal he's like a huge Herman's Hermits fan or something. But no, I am. I am extremely hip. I'm not into anything that old people uh, are into. So. Sometimes yeah. I feel like we're all the world's youngest Hold Steady fans when we go to shows. But yes, <laughs> that's fair. Yes. <laughs> Definitely on the lower and end you know of the what? spectrum by a lot. Wait, Travis, are you younger than me? You are. Fuck. Yeah, by yeah, a week. I'm the youngest here. Yeah, so but you're the world, you're the youngest Hold Steady fan. No, that's not true. <laughs> I still haven't listened to the Lord album. Don't. I need to have a take. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll like the Lord Day record. I enjoyed Bo! some talk talk. Uh, here. This isn't Bo! a good thing. It's not a good bit. Travis doesn't have good bits. Travis's best <laughs> bit was when he pretended to be a lifelong Cubs fan. That, <laughs> that was my in, best bit by far. That's, <laughs> that the most, up, that's the most committed to a bit I've ever been. Yeah. That grew up in the shadow of Wrigley Field seeing your <laughs> idols. And also you indicate, like, you acted like Kyle Schwarber had been a lifelong Cub. That was a good bit, and I hated it so much I unfriended right. you on Facebook by accident. <laughs> I went to mute Travis after that World Series win, and I unfriended him. And then called me to be like, if you get a friend request from me... <laughs> Here is why. It's not spam. <laughs> it's not like one of those things <laughs> where somebody copies me. all this stuff. Fuck the Cubs. Love the Cubs, baby. Go Cubs. Uh, I mean, we're going to talk about... Uh, we're definitely not going to actually talk about a Chicago guy at all. No, no. there's no, no one from Chicago on this <laughs> television show. It was only lifelong New Yorkers, baby. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the drawing of the guy on the little album art for the like Dennehy single EP thing is mm-hmm. actually just Sipowitz. Like if you look at him, like <laughs> seriously, Google Dennehy <laughs> by Serengeti. It's it's the exa- it's actually him. It was amazing the first time he said something about being from New York in like a chase, like such a thick Chicago accent. I was like, is what? his character supposed to be? They yes, never are yes. like he came here no. from Chicago. He I was just- I was looking into his tragic backstory because of how fucking funny it all is, and it is like born and raised in Harlem <laughs> or something like that. Because <laughs> no, I heard him speak once and I was it. like, what? So their argument just like Polish Americans to sound like that. Yeah. Born in Brooklyn, New York in 1948 is what oh. they have listed here. Okay. Yeah, he's a Polish American. Definitely, <sighs> clearly from there. Jesus I wish Christ. that they had like like him just is talking about like Point? the Giants. <laughs> he's a Polish American and he lived in, uh, lived, or he's born and raised in Brooklyn, you know? Is he from my old I stomping would... grounds? That's cool. Matt, he is from your old stomping grounds. He's from Chicago, <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> no, it's better than that. He's from Maywood. Like, he has the southern... Like, that's oh, the south my, yeah, suburban that's, thing. That's, that's have that the real fucking deal, dude. <laughs> that's like all my friends who grew up in the suburbs in college when I met their parents. That's what they sounded like. Uh, oh, I was just going to say, Dennis Fraun sounds like the guys that would call into the radio shows my roommate used to listen to and say things like, would you trade Cutler for Pupperdink straight up? Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay.
I'm recording. And uh, I'm I, I'm good to pod through because the ribs got done sooner, so I just pulled uh, them off, wrapped them in foil, wrapped them uh, in the rub. I could really use I did the rub. dessert. I did the rub, and I did a barbecue sauce that I uh, lacquered on top that had uh, gochu, uh, gochujang and you know uh, mustard. I love Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be great. Uh, I also did the crushed peanuts with a little bit of powdered sugar to sprinkle oh, on yeah. top. The classic. It's gonna. Uh, be- did you at any point you, say, ah, there's the rub? I was literally going to be like, do you think about Shakespeare every time you do a rub? For every ribs? fucking time. Every fucking um, time. Hey, there's the rub. That's what the line is, right? That's what it says in text. <laughs> <laughs> hey! I, th- I think if you're going to be doing That's that, Lady episode, it's the, me, the, the rub. It's dare, dare's the rub. Yeah. According to this show, the that's rub. the New York accent. According to NYPD Blue, hey, dares to rub over there. Hey, <laughs> you pissy bitch. <laughs> you know how he marries that person? <laughs> no, the pissy yeah. bitch. Show or yeah. in real life? Yeah, yeah, he marries the pissy bitch. Uh, well, I mean, we're all, you know, that's. I mean, that's what I call my wife, right? Hey, uh, say it's uh, anyone who marries us is marrying the pissy bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, all of us? Based they're, on the Gossip man. Girl episode, yeah. <laughs> Pissy bitch who loves drum. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we here at, as you know, are most certainly pissy bitches who love drama. Pissy bitch, uh, see, messy bitch sounds normal and good. Pissy bitch makes it seem like we've got a Europhile thing going on. I got one more thing to all say right. about pissy bitch and then we can move on. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Oh, you pissy bitch. I don't know what that I don't is. know what you're referencing. That's the song uh, Turtleneck by The National. Oh, <laughs> Listen okay, to yeah, it, and then you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm not, and I was like, why? <laughs> On the other end of that, I was just I like, know, what? Who is that for? <laughs> it's, folks, it's As You Know Time, a podcast that covers the first and last episodes of television shows. Because, I mean, I don't have time to watch everything. Only most You know, things. I have to watch... I have to watch so many movies. I can't watch all of these TV shows. I just need to know the gist. I you haven't know. even gotten to Tokyo Drift yet because uh, there's so many shows I have to watch. The first we're, and last. This episode. is we're doing this now. Uh, we are doing this now because we need to talk about the text I got from Matt. I'm Ian Benson. <laughs> That's Travis Marmon. Hello. He's Stephen Doughton. I, I watched 40 minutes of the first one and uh, got distracted. And introducing Matt Siani, a man who now loves the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah. A man yeah. who texted me at like 2 in the morning and I woke up to a text that said, treat this message as the official confirmation that everyone was right about the Fast and the Furious films. <laughs> They're so fun. I love it. And he hasn't even gotten to the ones that people like. Yeah, well, no, I, I, mean, I mean, I think I texted you when... Tyrese said, uh, "said it's a oasis in here in Too Fast, Too Furious." <laughs> Tyrese is the emotional heart That's of the song. All-girl oasis cover band. That's right. You know what, Ian? I've seen you drive. You've got a heavy foot. You blow yourself to pieces. Uh, what is what is what is, what is, what is a ten-second car? What's the line? Yeah, ten-second car. You owe me a ten-second car. And, and, and you owe me a ten-second yeah. car. My God, ah. Oh, does, when they do the last one of those movies, we're going to do the first one and then the last one because it's basically a TV show at this point. But That's instead, fine. Uh, we can do that, but Patreon yeah. only. Yeah. Yeah. But instead, uh, instead of Fast and Furious, we're here to talk about other people who are furious. Um, I don't know if they're particularly fast. We're talking I don't about think so. <laughs> they have a fast <laughs> fuse. 
<laughs> they don't seem particularly quick. We're talking about NYPD Blue. <laughs> cue that. Cue that oboe. They recover from gunshot wounds fast. Do they? I mean, relative to us I watching, mean, like in the twelve okay. years yeah, between, he got better. Yeah. Travis, tell us why you picked NYPD Blue. I picked NYPD Blue um, because, as I. I said at the end of the last episode that we haven't done a cop show, which isn't, I guess, necessarily true because, like, The Wire is, like, a deconstructed cop show. And you could argue yeah. Gotham is, I guess, a cop show, which I didn't even think absolutely. about. Uh, Gotham, not done, Gotham is absolutely a cop it, show. It, but we have not done the, like, police procedural genre, the classic trope the, that's been a thing since, like, the 70s. Lindrum music drops. Yes. Oh yes. my God! Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah, and like oh, I, honestly, at first I kind of regretted picking this because I was like, oh, I shouldn't have picked a subversive cop show. I should have tried to see if like Dragnet had whatever the right amount <laughs> of episodes. But like, I also knew NYPD Blue was a wildly acclaimed show. I knew it was considered very edgy at the time. Did a lot of things that were not that were groundbreaking on television. Um, and then there was a bunch of interesting stuff. There's a bunch of interesting stuff I didn't so, know. Yeah, like, there I, were some I had, no idea, I had no idea that David Milch was involved in this show. I did not realize really? that this is what he did oh, before Deadwood. I, I, uh, I, I thought that was half the reason you picked it. No, I didn't know. I, all I knew was it had Dennis Franz, it was edgy, and and whatever. I did not realize like everyone working on the show was involved in Hill Street Blues, too, which was also like a groundbreaking cop show. With the preview. That was a groundbreaking subversive cop show of the 1980s. Um Oh, okay. I always and, get Hill Street uh, Blues confused with Twenty One Jump Street in my brain, and there's no reason for me to do that. <laughs> especially, especially because <laughs> Twenty One Jump Street exists a movie franchise now that's yeah, obviously very different. It's the, they're just I'm like yeah, there's some cops, there's a street in there, whatever. And like when I knew that this did stuff that you uh, weren't expected to be able to do on ABC, I didn't know that meant full side boob. Yeah, so would I never have seen that coming. I would like to start. Um, we here at As You Know pride ourselves on. Being correct, giving accurate information, never making jokes, never being wrong. And last week, I said something that I, at the time I thought was true, and I quickly learned was wrong. I would like to apologize to Travis when I dismissed the idea that there would be asses in the first episode of NYPD Blue. <laughs> I thought that was like a moment. Uh, like I, uh, my understanding of it was, it was a, a well, moment, a big moment that happened. I did well, not you realize could show you were a hot getting... lady ass on TV whenever you want. Yeah, it was that. It was that. It was always like a weird kind of kind of dumpy dude ass on TV. <laughs> that is I would also I would also like to apologize. Uh I said something on this podcast earlier uh and that is that uh David Caruso is not a hot hunk and clearly I was wrong. Clearly he is a dreamy he piece looks of man. Incredible yeah, in his Michael Myers mask that he's wearing in this yeah. episode. <laughs> Stand up for your redhead <laughs> brother. I'm a little bummed just because of the fact that I was hopeful that we'd get some Jimmy Smiths, the king, but no, Jimmy so Smiths once again eludes us. Oh, you're Jimmy Smiths! Why are you I don't know. I don't know what you're You'll listen to the song there. and you'll... <laughs> you'll just start putting <laughs> other words in that song. You couldn't get Jimmy Schmitz, Schmitz, but you got uh, David Schwimmer. Are you happy yeah. about that trade-off? No, never. Yeah, that dude sucks. <laughs> and Amy Brenneman. Yes, Absolutely. Very happy. I already thought this first episode was kind of like a Michael Mann movie. I was like, yo, I kind of want to watch Heat right now. And then yes. Amy Brenneman showed up, and I was like, yeah! Woo! 
This and like Fra- Franz, it's like this might as well be Farina. Like, yeah, no, I know. mean, I got, I got serious Michael Mann vibes. Uh, spoilers for my opinion: the pilot fucking whips yeah. ass. Yeah, yeah, rules. <laughs> no guys, are, guys, guys, this is the best pilot that we watched. <laughs> it's so yeah, this is the best good. pilot. Yeah. I loved yeah. this pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was fantastic. So good. No question. <laughs> I loved it so much. I was like, I was. Like, it was so good. I mean, I think part of it was that I was like, eh, I don't know, NYPD Blue. What's the? I mean, what's this going to be like? And then I was like, Whoa, we are in it because we, we. I mean, we've been making jokes. We're like, Yeah, we're going to talk about like. The NYPD, and the first the first episode, you're like, these these guys fucking suck. This show is <laughs> just <laughs> talking shit about the NYPD. And, uh, yeah, best dude, music of any show we've watched. Lunatic is the main character. I knew you were going to want to talk about the music. It's like so first good. of all, I didn't know I didn't know David Crusoe could bring it so hard. To be honest with you, <laughs> he's, he's and, great. Yeah, he's really good. And like and like I mean, other than like the weird two times he has sex that seem kind of forced, like the, like the plot, In 40 the, minutes. like. Huh? Also, I had the moment when I okay we're gonna we're gonna I, we'll we'll get back on the pilot we'll jump around in a normal sense on this but uh, I had the moment when I was watching the first one I was like hey, sex scene's kind of bad and then it kept going and I was like what okay hold on it went so good. long <laughs> yeah. it was like the room it was like the room like it's like okay the sex scene it's it's it just keeps going I guess yeah uh, very very risque network television nineteen ninety three could not believe that and then do you know what happened to David. Caruso. We'll talk like, about that. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about all of that. But first, we got to set the stage. I said that like that's what we call this moment. But I'm going to start saying it first. We set, gotta the, set stage. the stage. I thought you were doing the uh, NFL C- draft C- selection. Could I, could I? I I need to get a Casio and find whatever setting that is and just be like the pick wah, is in. Wah, the wah. pick is in. <laughs> Uh, NYPD Blue was an American police procedural drama television series set in New York City, exploring the struggles of the fictional 15th Precinct Detective Squad in Manhattan. The show was created by Stephen Bacho and David Milch and was inspired by Milch's relationship with Bill Clark, a former member of the New York City Police Department who became one of the show's producers. It was broadcast on ABC from September 21st, 1993 to March 1st, 2005, and it was the longest-running primetime one-hour drama in ABC history until Grey's Anatomy surpassed it. And oh, I've thought, God. In the, in the back of my mind, just on Grey's, I feel like this podcast exists. The natural endpoint of this podcast is when we can either do Grey's Anatomy or One Piece. Oh. These are the same when thing. They, when they finally end. When they finally are put out to pasture, which will be never. Also, uh, is Grey's Anatomy the, still airing? It's still yeah. going, yes. 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 My girlfriend watches it uh, every week when it's on. Wow. Uh, so the Bill Clark thing, that reminded me, so I... I pretty sure that the consensus opinion of this podcast is fuck cops but there's yeah. cops are good for one thing and that's pretty being sure? consultants on tv shows and movies <laughs> involving yes. cops the wire <laughs> well, the, every fucking michael mann movie and the best this thing though actually is examples. when I, i'm gonna amend it slightly the best thing though is when there's also somebody who's like an ex-con or an ex-master oh, yeah. thief who is also at the same time there and uh. like in the background of this is what's happening in the text where they're like you know there's not that much difference between cops and robbers. Like, <laughs> they're kind of the same, really. And like that's so we paid both of the them set. to work on our film. Yeah. Also, <laughs> and they'd be like, "No, no, no! This is how I would do it." And then they're like, "Okay, wow." Now let's get into NYPD Blues pilot. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby! So we start with uh, Detective Andy Sipowitz circumventing probable cause statutes. 
<laughs> He's also a big baby. He's a baby <laughs> on the stand. <laughs> I'm talking about the guy's accent who's fucking cross-examining him. He had the weirdest yeah, fucking that's accent. That's a New York. That's New Yorkers. That is the. New it was not. Uh, not all the New Yorkers sounded like that. Classic New York accent. Okay. Uh, yeah, he. That dude looked like uh, a fucking baby. That's maybe why you <laughs> had to do the baby voice. That dude looked like an enlarged baby. Detective Andy Sipowitz is on the stand testifying against Alfonso Giardella. Uh, Giardelli. <laughs> yeah, Alfonso <laughs> Giardelli. He's there and he's just like, yeah, yeah, saw that he had was like 15 crates of, of non-taxed cigarettes or whatever. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, I uh, stopped and, uh, you know, uh, threw probable cause. And then the defense attorney is just like, you didn't see somebody stab his tire 15 seven times. Knives. <laughs> or seven, sorry, seven nails. Seven, yeah, seven nails are in the tire. And he's like, I could have happened an urban youth. And you're like, oh, uh, this is what type of person we're getting. Yeah. And I am in it in this moment. I'm like, hell yeah, fuck yeah. Michael Mann, baby, this is what this <laughs> is. And, that, and uh, Ghirardelli gets off. And uh, this is, and I'm like, okay, I'm into it. And then when they're walking out and Sipowitz is like, I'm going to get your ass. He's like, what do you make? 90 a day? Here's 100. Buy yourself something nice. And I was like, yes, perfect. I love this so much. Yeah. And as we uh, as we alluded to, the district attorney says the line, I would say res ipsa loquitur if I thought you knew what it meant. To which Sipowitz replies, he grabs his crotch and he goes, hey, ipsa dis, you pissy little bitch. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, that's when you're I like, mean, dang. <laughs> If one of you had, I mean, I really was hoping that someone wouldn't mention Ipsodis, you pitsy little bitch, for the fucking finale. Like, like, obviously I have Ipsodis, you pissy little bitch in as the first choice for the button of the show. It is truly one of the best I might just do it anyway. Like, 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 uh, there's not another another line available. Yeah, Yeah. no, like, so it's. It's definitely one of the best lines of anything we've covered on this podcast. <laughs> it's hearing that. It's really like, to establish a character and tone of a TV series. Yeah. Like, it's hard to beat that. It's, it was, it's, it's remarkable. It was just, I was like, oh my God. Also, it's the thing where it was just like, hell yeah, this is 1993 network TV. This is, you know, HBO isn't a thing. This felt very, very much... Like the type of thing I actually think an HBO show would do, but an HBO show would put a little too much uh, uh, English on that one, and he'd shout like "fuck" four times in that. Yeah, yeah. This, just this is why NYPD Blue is clearly better than The Wire. It does the thing that The Wire does better, makes the same points. <laughs> this it's more entertaining. <laughs> As someone who's also watched all of both of those shows, I agree. <laughs> As I was going to say, it makes sense that this was written by the guy who went on to write Deadwood, a show in which everyone just artfully calls each other a cocksucker for three seasons. You know what's wild? Um, Dennis Franz basically hasn't been in anything since the end of NYPD Blue. Why he would you? He's also only played cops because he looks like that and sounds like that. Hey, that's that is, not true. By his that's own estimation, true. this was his 28th role as a cop. Jesus Christ. That's not true. He played himself in an episode of The Simpsons where he was also yes. playing Homer. He was himself as Homer. As Homer, <laughs> as a groper or whatever, yeah. He also appeared in 17 episodes of the Mighty Ducks TV show as yeah. the tertiary antagonist. 
and later anti-hero. Fuck, he's a cop in that one. God damn it, he's a cop he's, in that one. Are you talking... <laughs> okay, when you say Mighty Ducks TV show, yes. do you mean, like, is it yes. based on the movies or the cartoon with the space ducks that play hockey against Steelers? The cartoon about the anthropomorphic okay. hockey-playing ducks Wonderful. with the theme, theme song performed by Jefferson Starship. Yes. Ooh. That... We should fucking watch the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. I don't know how many seasons that had. <laughs> They went so, through one season of 26 uh, episodes, which per the anime rules, per our anime established rules, because many anime shows are one season of 26 episodes, I think we could do it. Yeah. So, uh, so, so Andy Sipowitz has a very blandly named partner, John Kelly, Detective John Kelly, uh, who hears about uh, what happened and, sa- and says, um, don't worry, guys, he was just tired. And he puts on his glasses, and then you hear, yeah! And then, and then, uh, and then he says, well, the judge really nailed the ruling on this one. And then you hear, yeah! Wait, how does that one even work? They put nails in the tires! Oh, okay, sorry. I forgot about that part of it. I was like, what is the the judge a part-time carpenter? How is it like he nailed that one? Literally put nails in the tires! That was the whole fucking thing! Sorry, I forgot about that part of it. You've been fooled again. (laughs) (laughs) All of the CSI shows are done, right? I believe so. Are they? Huh. As a franchise, it might finally have... NCIS still kicking. If you're uh, not the target audience of this podcast and you don't know that David Caruso plays Horatio in CSI Miami, uh, we didn't <laughs> actually establish that. Uh, I didn't know his character's name was Horatio. Horatio? Yeah. <laughs> they, just call, they just call him H, <laughs> that's, yeah, but yeah, that's it's Horatio, C- Horatio Kane. <laughs> Horatio <laughs> Kane? I believe that is the full name, yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> That's so insane. <laughs> have you guys it's never like watched Gundam an episode as- of CSI Miami? I have never watched an no. episode of CSI full yeah, stop. No. I was very into CSI Las Vegas when I was a kid, and then CSI Miami, my friends and I watched an entire season where as soon as it got to the intro song, we just went to the next episode. <laughs> we watched the whole season. <laughs> it was a good, good time. Bit. Good bit, good bit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's, uh, I love how, yeah, he's very quick, everyone's just like, your partner fucking sucks, you need to drop his ass, he's like, right, listen, let me, let me just talk to him, and then he goes down to the bar where Dennis Franz is powering through shots at a speed that will impress the co-eds I biked by last night. <laughs> also, he's doing that extra guy with the incredible 90s, uh, bald ponytail. The dream. There's some amazing hair on this show, in both episodes. Yeah, yeah. Also, also, I love that Sipowitz, a bald guy, is absolutely obsessed with the fact that Giordano's is, 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 like, constantly wigged. Like, it's yeah, just like, no, oh, I, this uh, fucking wig, this fucking rag on your head, I, the rag yeah, that's, like a, that's literally absolutely a Kirby enthusiasm agree. plot, where, like, Larry has, like, no respect for people that wear toupees because they won't, uh, like, they're betraying the bald community or whatever. I, I would say, as a bald man... As a bald man, I feel so little about the people that, like, they're, they're, they're subhuman to me, Yeah, is honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm beyond even considering them. Like, I'm more annoyed with the people who are just like, LeBron James, listen, embrace it. <laughs> I'm telling you, drop the top, you'll be happier. You'll get clowned on less. That's definitely true. Last there's night plenty, was, there's plenty of very respected NBA players with last like, a night, very shaped I was talking about head. this 
basically, where I was talking about uh, all-time great bald people, and I said <laughs> someone was a was like, oh yeah, you know, Hall of Fame bald guy, and they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, he's not like the paragon of baldness, <laughs> and I said that off the cuff, and to the credit of this friend, they were like, who is that? And immediately I went, Jason Statham. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Didn't have the answer ready. What about Dwayne later, Johnson? What about him? The Rock's got He's bald. okay hairline. Are you thinking is of Vin no, Diesel? Is he not bald? What? Are you thinking of what Vin is, Diesel? Is The <laughs> Rock not bald? No. I think The Rock just shaves his own head. Uh, oh, look at uh, it. I mean, he, he's he got a shaved head. Like Regardless. Different thing. Okay. Jason oh, Statham oh, okay. is a bald guy. Okay. Wow, Stephen. Wow. Way to, way to come in to this community and start saying things <laughs> that you have no knowledge of. Okay, okay, okay. When people shave their head like that, I have no idea if they're bald. You know, they're hiding whether or not they're bald. Regardless, it is disrespectful to, to be it. fair. Yeah. What SpongeBob about SpongeBob covered this when you know they were talking about how you need to get a cool hairdo to get into the salty spittoon, and it's like, no, I saw a guy who was bald, and he's like, he wasn't bald, he was shaved, shaved. It's a hairdo. So I've been thinking about that for my whole life because of SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> a show we will one day be able to do, maybe also, but is still on. Oh my God! Get off the air. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. It's it's a shell it's it's a shell of a shell of a shell of what it was. Sorry, I um I I have David Caruso's Wikipedia page up and this this part this rules. Um Caruso worked as a cinema usher where he would see up to 80 movies a week. He said that he and his co-workers would act out scenes from some of these movies while they were at the back of the theater. In this role, he found his role models in Humphrey Bogart, James Cagney, and Edward G. Robinson. He said, the ethics of certain actors certainly had a power over me. These guys taught me what it what to be what I consider the real scum of the earth. This man <laughs> who's made his name playing cops is like, yeah, I felt it was important to be the scum of the earth. Also, is his theater just showing a lot Hell of old? Yeah, like, dude. Dave Cruz was born in the 1950s when, well, I assume they weren't new releases. I mean... It was just like a cool theater that did like, we're showing Casablanca. At yeah, and that, yeah, it could be, I mean, it could be, you know, like, it could have been when he was like 15 or whatever. So it's 71. So it's still old movies, but you know, but yeah, I just, I love that. And also then that he's just like, yeah, I, uh, I'm from CSI Miami, and I well, basically haven't done work since that. Yes, because, like, sh- I was going to talk Would about you? between episodes, but we could just talk about it now, of David Caruso wins Golden Globe uh, for the season of NYPD Blue and then leaves the show to pursue a movie career, which was an absolute disaster, where he was in two <laughs> movies in 1995 that were nominated I, I was... for Razzies and nothing else, and no one saw them. So and I was... I was gonna say here Damn. is the entirety of the movies in which David Caruso has appeared, starting at the beginning of his career in nineteen. Well, he was in TV shows before this, uh, so uh, he, yeah, just he first appeared in nineteen eighty uh, in a movie called Getting Wasted that does not have a Wikipedia page. In a movie called Without Warning, he was then in An Officer and a Gentleman, which is a classic. Uh, he was in First Blood. And you're like, right, yeah. He, this guy wow. can do anything. Um, uh, a uh, a movie called Thief of Hearts, which is an American erotic drama. It leads with the fact that it was produced by Bruckheimer before it says the director. Uh, something that called... It makes sense that he'd be in erotic dramas based on this. Yeah. Blue City, China Girl. And this is where you're like, yo, this guy can do anything. He's in an Abel Ferreira movie. Then he's in Twins. Then he's in King of New York, which is an amazing movie. 
and then Hudson Hawk, Mad Dog and Glory, Kiss of Death, Jade, Cold Around the Heart, Body Count, Proof of Life, Session 9, and Black Point. Session 9 is, is pretty heard. decent. None of that means anything to me. Yeah, okay, I was going to say, everything post Hudson Hawk were things I have never heard of. Session, he's the guy in that, in that gif where it's like, hey, fuck you. He's that guy. And that's from Session 9. Uh, Mad Dog and Glory is a 1993 comedy drama film that stars Robert De Niro, Uma Thurman, and Bill Murray. <laughs> all right. Like the collective least famous movie of all those people. I have never heard of this in the least of it. I was like, that looked like Bill Murray on that poster. Wait, what? Wow. Uh, yeah, um, he's, you know, a hotshot detective. He's a... A relatively young detective being dragged down by his older partner. He, they and really made him up. They did his whole face. So you don't see a single inch of what his actual face looks like underneath <laughs> all, all the caked on foundation. He's the only person who has like full stage makeup on while everybody else has film makeup. It's bizarre. He's, he's, he's walking around looking like he's wearing clown makeup. <laughs> Basically. Uh, and he's getting divorced. He's, he's getting, getting divorced. divorced. Well, because, he dumps his partner, you know, the, and he's getting divorced. His, <laughs> so he's all alone. He tries to dump his partner, and his partner's like, "Hey, you dump your wife. You, you dump, dump your me. Wife. I'm a pig. You signed and up to like, be a fucking pig. We're all fucking pigs here, huh? What you fucking expect? Man. This is what we're fucking supposed to do. You fucking dipshit. You're so close to basically what happened. The only difference is, is that they're not saying fuck because it's still they yeah, can only yeah. they made the deal. They couldn't say fuck, but they could show two whole asses. I heard you say two whole ass and multiple cheeks. side boob shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I saw four whole ass cheeks. Cheek there were four ass cheeks. cheeks yeah, As four there whole four, ass cheek cheeks. There were four ass cheap cheeks. Yes. But yeah, yeah. His 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 wife uh, is trying to get him to sign the papers. He's you know, oh, I'm so busy. Oh, oh, I've got so much going on in my life. He learned that she's fucking David Schwimmer, and it's very jarring. He's also, the yeah. divorce attorney, right? Dude, the scene where the scene where he goes to talk to her and they end up having sex is the gauziest shit I've ever seen. Like I was and it goes on for like 10 minutes before they have sex. It's like, why is this so Vaseline lens? Like yeah. what is what is this ha- uh, what is this sex haze that's lingering over? Any time the light would hit the skin of somebody in that, and it was just like halations, just pure <laughs> glowing, and I was like, "What is like happening? This is amazing." We're about to see a bare ass on network television. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, also just the fact that the way this is shot was just like it's just like. Uh, Ha- like handheld, just going back and forth between people in the pilot, just like yeah. flying around. Oh, this is so good. It felt very much like act the first, you know, half of a movie, yeah. especially with what happens at the end of this pilot, which we will build toward. Yeah. Uh, he, he's still, though, you know, he's, he's not, he doesn't seem particularly torn up about his divorce because he immediately, you know, like hits it off with Amy Brenneman. It's just like, who's a, like, uh, I guess a relatively recent addition to the force, or at least the 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 precinct. Uh, she works like behind the counter, and she's also immediately like, "Oh, you're divorced!" Like gloms onto him, like, yeah. "Let's get a drink." Ooh, you're going through some stuff right now. Perfect. Oh, you're studying yeah, a book about metals. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And kidding, Amy Brenneman can. does this apparently. They were just like mid '90s. Amy Brenneman. They're like, you seem like the type that just was so desperate for affection that like some dude will say something, and you're just like, oh yeah. What are you reading? You're going through a divorce, and the way you're coping with this is you're sitting at the bar reading a book about metals and not being particularly friendly. But hey, that works for me. Watch Heat, everybody. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Then they go on. They go on their like date, and then uh, all right, we gotta keep this you know what is the way you phrase it yeah keep professional like i don't know if that's make the sure we're on the same uh, on the same page here and like immediately go back to his apartment and yeah we're like again the show just being very in your face of like there's gonna be fucking on this show <laughs> get ready america like it's the it's a new it presidential goes, administration and it's and like, a new era america it starts out and like i'm just like this is the least sexy horny show i've ever seen but then it's just like just keeps going like i mean by the end of it like travis is tugging at his collars steam <laughs> is escaping he's like you know wow look at that <laughs> well he's he's going to town uh going downtown is uh Sipowitz so that he can assault Ghirardelli. <laughs> Incredible in scene. One yeah. of the greatest scenes I've seen in television. He just, he runs into the restaurant and is like, oh, it's predictable. And then he shoves his gun into his neck, drags him and outside. Like, okay. And then just proceeds to shove. The money so he gave him earlier. Just money and a sock and his and hat, his, wig. his hair. When he his went, wig. It was the thing. <laughs> so, um, in his mouth, shoved it all in his mouth. But also, just because, yeah, just the way it escalates, you're like, okay, he's pulled the guy, he's like thrown him down the stairs, he's coming out with the pistol. Dennis Ron, who is shaped like the penguin, just walking down, you're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> and then he starts shoving the money in your mouth, and you're like, wow, okay. And then it keeps going, and then he starts, he rips off his sock and shouts, here, the socks that are too expensive for me to keep, or like something like that. And he shoves it in the face, and I was like, Wow. Okay. How different? How different would this show have been with Danny DeVito instead of Dennis Franz? Uh, not as good. I wouldn't yeah, have bought this. I believe. Yeah. Uh, and then and then he rips the wig. That's the part you're like, oh my god. And then he just like shoves it in the mouth. And I was like, is this guy gonna choke on his own wig in the pilot episode? <laughs> this is amazing. I can't believe we had wig snatching in the first episode. <laughs> And then, uh, and then the thing that really puts the scene over the top is uh, Caruso shows up. He's like, whoa, 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 calm down, calm down. Uh, uh, a patrol car comes by, and then Caruso's like, hey, 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 he's a cop. He's a cop. Yeah. Make sure he gets home safe. Yeah. And then immediately, get this fucking drunk maniac yeah, home. Yeah, it's well, then, but then the, co- then the cop's like, are you okay, are you okay? sir? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, the, the motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, but that's man. Realistic. I mean, the, like, the, yeah, this is the moment where message I to, is great. I, this is the moment where I had people. to remind myself, these are actors. These yeah. are actors, Ian. These are actors. These people are not actual police officers. They're doing a very good job. These are actors. I mean, would the police do this to a mob mobster, though? That's the thing. I don't know. Uh, you know, this is what the pilot... dumbass would... As John Gotti wouldn't allow this kind I mean, of disrespect. He's very clearly supposed to be a dumbass. <laughs> or like, losing no... it. Like, you don't assault a fucking mob boss. Yeah. Um, well, but he's not a boss. He's like a, mob, a captain. Mob guy. He's a fucking. Yeah. He owns the chocolate empire as his, you know, main, uh, you know, <laughs> as the front. 
he's, like, oh, he's, he's, he's a great One cop. The- we got to get him off off the streets doing shit like this and get him back to fucking driving his SUV through pro- protesters and blinding people in wheelchairs, <laughs> doing the good, honest cop work. Yeah, shouts out to whoever invented that job, I think is basically what they say in this show <laughs> a few times. Uh, also, I love that Dennis Franz was like in his 40s for this and just feels like he's 65 the entire show. Yeah. I don't know. Because Listen, people aged different back in the day. <laughs> Life was hard in the 1990s. It was all the smoke. It was all of the smoke. It was all of the smoking sections. You yeah. just Even if you weren't smoking, you I mean, were just going dude. to spots where there was smoke everywhere. Dude, I mean, Chica- people from Chicago just age in a certain way. <laughs> yeah, that is like just Polish guys from I Chicago. But, but Matt, he's man, from New York. I cannot believe this man is not holding a wet Italian beef in every scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous to me that he appeared in, like, two um, De Palma films and, like, zero Michael Mann films. Like, what? Because <laughs> man was like, beef? I already have a Chicago cop guy named Dennis. I can't take you on. <laughs> I can't take a second one of them. It just feels like what actually would happen is like, did like Dennis Franz say something once about like Michael Mann's sister, and then Man was like, never. <laughs> you gotta worry, you know. Sometimes that guy's got a brother. Maybe that brother comes after you with a gun. Actual Michael Mann uh, <laughs> thoughts after one of his film sets was shot at. He was like, yeah, you got. Or somebody shot a guy on a film set, and he was like, listen, you gotta worry. Maybe that guy's got seven brothers, one of a kind, one of one. And Dennis Franz also one of one. Love. Love this. Uh, so, Ghirardelli wants revenge, and he decides it's the right fair. way to do it is to, <laughs> is to approach Dennis Franz's favorite prostitute and yeah. get her to set him up. Yeah, pretty good. Which is another one of those moments where I was like, "This was on A B C, yeah. dude." The fucking was breathing ABC? and moaning. I want to know what was scene. airing. That is not A B C moaning. Was this? What, I gotta figure out when ABC was bought by Disney. Mm. I think after this. Ninety-five is when Disney yeah. buys it. Yes, that explains why the finale the headless, was just the most fucking lifeless thing the, I've ever seen in my they life. Rev- no, man, they so they revived. I can't believe that was the finale. I think there's a few reasons for that. They revived uh, the uh, Walt Disney's head, and they showed him the pilot of NYPD Blue, and he was like, "We gotta buy this whole network." I see a lot of myself in Andy Sipowitz. Yeah. <laughs> Can we make sure he assaults some Jews in the next episode? <laughs> I'm feeling like he's not hateful enough. Something the show did that that other shows don't do, I was actually like very just impressed, is like made me viscerally react to someone's alcoholism. Like oh, just yeah. watching him watching him just take those shots. It was really before he gets with that prostitute is so it's just it was disturbing. But like, yeah. obviously, it was supposed to be. I don't know what about that. Scene. I want to break it down was, that. Scene. I, think it, I think it was because it's just like it's just one. There's no cutting back and forth. It's just the cameras basically set up like right there on the bar. He like yeah. sits down. He's shaking. He's like, well, line him up. Just like he's just. Yeah, he's. Psh, psh. He's just interviewed with Infernal Affairs, and he's like, my career's fucking over because of assaulting, you know, Ghirardelli. Uh, and he just is like, yeah, yeah, line him up. 
and like the guy pours two, knows that he can't just get away with just one, pours two, he downs them, puts the, he downs one, puts the, the, the shot glass back, guy fills that while he downs the second, and then does the third and puts, you know, has it back, so he goes through four in like a, in like 40 seconds, yeah. and looks at the prostitute and is like, let's get out of here, and then leaves, and then you stay in there long enough that the guy who was sitting next to him at the bar, you see his mouth moving, and he's clearly basically saying to the bartender, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> but the bartender acts totally nonchalant about it, because he's just like, yeah, that's just uh, Sipowitz, he yeah, comes he, in and yeah, does that. He didn't, he didn't pay this time, but don't worry, he will be back tomorrow. Yeah, it's, we added it to the tab. <laughs> And then uh, he goes, and he's he's sweating. He's breathing heavily. The prostitute Dude, is removing his clothes. So fucking disturbing. <laughs> yeah, the, the come to mama part. Yeah. Oh my god, he was, was revolting. <laughs> and then yeah, Ghirardelli's there, and then she's the the prostitute's like, I just gotta grab my stuff. I'm sorry, Andy. I'm so sorry. Listen, I'm just sorry. Ah, they, let me let me get then, out of the room before anything happens here. Yeah, yeah. And it's wild that I honestly, you know, I would expect based on other things I've seen that uh, Ghirardelli would have just like shot her and then shot him, but yeah. instead he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You help me out. And he then says sip- some incredible shit. The gun. Yeah, what's the line he says right before getting shot? Because I didn't write it down. They should have. So, yeah, the the only thing that I I noticed in particular was uh, Sibowitz says something and then the gunman says say something more clever you're going to be dead a long time (laughs) (laughs) what happens is uh, so Ghirardelli comes out of the bathroom and uh, I'm only going to keep calling him that I'm sorry but yeah he uh, uh, I'm only going to call him Giordano's and that's also wrong so I don't (laughs) know Giordano's like (laughs) she runs out of the room and then he's just like, ah, oh, you know, uh, she thinks she's going to Orlando where she's got family. And he says, what, you tell her she could work at Disney World? And that's when he says, <laughs> say something clever or you're going to be dead a long time. Uh, that shoots him in the ass cheek. Yeah, he says an actual clever thing, though. I thought and then right he after. says, I'd rather be dead than walking around with that mop on your head. Uh, yeah, and, and, then, he he sh- and then he shoots him and he takes like a... Uh, beginning of RoboCop amount of bullets from this guy. <laughs> like he gets- <laughs> yeah, this is this was the part where I was like, why do we switch to slow motion for this? Yeah, and like, how did this guy become the main character of the show and not die immediately? Uh, and then he runs. Does he just have so yeah. much fatty tissue, like prevent preserving his vital organs? I did love. I mean, I did love like, if you're super drunk, it's like when you get in a car crash. If you're really drunk, you're less likely to get injured. If you get shot when you're just fucking wasted, because, it's yeah. like don't you like, bleed you more? Relax. Like isn't that part of it? Uh, Caruso gets news. He comes sprinting, you know, in. And I love that it's just like, oh, he's gonna run it. No, they just are wheeling him out. He goes to the hospital, you know. The detective in charge goes, you know, or who, sergeant, whatever, you know, is just like, we're going to find the guy who shot this, you know, shot him. We're going to find the guy who did this. Uh, Caruso is like, immediately, like, we know who did it. Like, there's one suspect. Come on. I love that he gives him the list of suspects, and it's just yeah. Alphon- up Alphonse Giardia. And- oh, it's amazing. And then, like, he learned, you know, he gets word that his, his ex-wife is at the station because he was supposed to go meet her at 3 o'clock to sign papers. And he lets her say enough that he knows she's going to feel like fucking shit once he reveals why he couldn't make it. She's like, it was so inconsiderate. It's only two train stations or two st- train stops away to make it. And he's like, and he got shot. So if there's anything else, 
you know, we can do it later. And then, like, walks away, and she's like, oh, my God. Uh, and this is when he gets the beer with Amy Brenneman, and then they fuck. Oh, this right. is that scene. We, we, yeah. we jumped ahead of that. They had to, fuck the, they had to fuck the pain away about yeah. so, one of their own gang shot. Uh, I I love taking my gun to bed. I love my favorite part of undressing my yeah. partner is is removing their gun. Yeah. Or I mean, we potentially all, we keeping all their gun. We all sleep with a nine millimeter underneath our our you know pillow, right? You know. Yeah. Right. You don't keep your gun on during sex. <laughs> it depends on it depends on my it depends on my mood. Keep the socks like, on and the ankle holster. That's what you need. <laughs> what is, is it, but what is but what is your gun attached to if you're naked? Ankle holster. Goes nah, dude, you, do, no, you like do the shoulder holster. Yeah. Like yeah. your like your Ruffalo in Zodiac. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> imagine someone like I'm just imagining someone removing a button-down shirt, but keeping the holster on, like pulling a tablecloth off of a table without <laughs> disturbing the plates. You never know. When, you never know when you're going to have to reenact the sex scene from Shoot 'Em Up. Okay. Oh God. So. <laughs> Uh, while uh, you know, while we are getting just just vaseline on the lens, God, uh, his his ex wife shows up, like knocks on the door. She's like, "Oh, are there any up? Your phone's off the hook. Are there any updates of Andy?" He has anther- answered the door in a bathrobe. It's just like, "Lady, come on." What What do you yeah, think? Yeah, and she gets mad. She gets mad, which is really stupid because, like, when someone's She's getting that raw stick. When somebody's, yeah. <laughs> well, not just that, but when somebody's like, like the implication that. He should be grieving instead of having sex, as if having sex isn't a way that people grieve. Like that—that's been a thing since the dawn of man, as far as I know. I—I I, I don't right. know. I wasn't there, but Travis, you it, were, you were there. She's just irrational because <laughs> she still has feelings for him, and in in, uh, in a way that she has admitted to, and she and she even says it I later. Love- she's like, "This is not. I'm not being reasonable here." You're right. You're right. right. Yeah, and I did, I did appreciate do. that later. She was like, she was like, yeah, you're fine. Actually, I, I have no right to judge you for fucking a woman. I also love how much the show just kept bending over backwards to just be like, listen, just because these two like her just being like, just because we're getting divorced doesn't mean I've stopped caring about you, or I've stopped caring about your life. <laughs> just like okay, cool. Did we just it's not like when celebrities make, we get sure divorced that- and they have to be like, we're still extremely close friends. We are still as close as we've ever been, but we're getting divorced. In Ireland, uh, when you get divorced, you have to wait five years before it's valid. You file the papers and wait five years. This seems yeah. like a great... Catholicism, um, wow. I lo- I, uh, there's got to be like a rom-com in Ireland where it's like a couple and it's like 363 days it's like four years and 363 days, and it's like the divorce the, is about the to Ir- The Irish sequel yeah. to the five-year engagement with Jason Segel. Uh, what else happens in this pilot? Uh, I feel like there wasn't he much goes and he So he goes to the Ghirardelli's boss, yeah. and he's like, tell him I, wa- I want to meet with him. And he's like, what is your it's fucking like, deal? And he like slams up, the dude's head into his head. Like, he, oh, yeah, yeah. I run this town. No, but he slams a head... In, he slams the head into the like. Uh, he, he, or he, slams he, the guy's he grabs head him by the, the neck. He grabs yeah. the bodyguard by the neck, which was real badass. And then he does the best shit, which is he says John Kelly, and then pulls out his business card and tries to put it in the pocket. <laughs> of and the, the guy's boss. like, ah, don't do this. To and the boss is like, no. Yeah, he's like, no yeah. touching. Uh, this episode ruled. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. 
And then yeah. gets reprimanded back at the station because they were like, we had this place bugged and you fucked up our surveillance yeah, microphone I'm, by yeah, putting you knocked into the bug. <laughs> We're just so and then cool. he gets reprimanded by the mob guy who's like, are you this fucking stupid that you don't know how this works? Like, are we really like, OK, I'm telling you how this works now. And if you you can go along with it or we could go through the whole ugly process where I have to fucking threaten you and I have to have a dirty cop come fucking assassinate you like or you could yeah. just drop it because this you're a fucking I NYPD. <laughs> I love yeah. how tired that mob boss seems yeah, in that moment. Is this your moment. first day like, in New York City? Do you not understand what? how this place is run? We have uh, <laughs> we have the amazing interrogation of Ghirardelli, where it's just like, oh, yeah. yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was in uh, Atlantic City all night. Uh, what time did you get to Atlantic City? Uh, uh, four o'clock. And they're like, that's like three and a half hours after he got shot. <laughs> Which also means he went to lunch. It was a 1230 lunch. That is what Sid that Witz, means. Where he railed through four shots of whiskey, <laughs> took a prostitute back to the room. That is what that means. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so and yeah, I did, I did love it where he was like, I couldn't have been there. I was at this casino. And they were like, but... You were at the casino after it happened. He's like, I was in the car. You can ask anyone. You fucking like, railroaded like, me. It, it's, he's like, yeah, we well, don't care. Like, you could you could have done both. <laughs> and, oh. uh, it's a very weird conversation. It's not the one you normally see because normally they catch him in a lie. But this guy probably wasn't even lying. Like, he was just like, he was just like, he was just like, all right. Now that I've killed the man, let me get to somewhere far away where I can be seen in the time that it takes for someone to get to the place that I'm going from where I am. <laughs> like, Amazing. like, I don't... Amazing logic. I love it so much. Fucking brain so... genius. The smartest monster ever. He's <laughs> just like, sh- shoots the gun. He's like, now nah, I got to get out of town. I got to get the heat out of me. Going to Atlantic City. I like... Uh... During the, like, briefing when they bring in, uh, like, the guy from the Organized Crime Task Force or whatever, and he explains, like, we'll help you, like, solve this case, like, we have, with anything you need for assistance, but just to be clear, don't do this shit. Yeah. (laughs) Don't be Andy. Yeah. Yeah, They're like, this guy's dumb as shit and he shouldn't be on the force anymore. He fucked everything up. But because he's a cop and he's one of our own, we gotta go knock some heads. Uh, well, a thing that's been happening uh, throughout the episode is that we've been is that Crusoe has also been dealing with the fact that his old there's somebody who's like you know like there's a series of muggings at his old apartment where his oh, ex wife right. lives and we get to see and, David Schwimmer in a yeah. fucking in a fucking st- stretcher yeah and Amy Brenneman Amy Brenneman is like oh I'll make sure to you know like take care of this stuff you know I'll, I'll look into the whole thing and then yeah Schwimmer gets mugged in the laundry room. Uh, gets his nose broken, and it's right as uh, you know Caruso like arrives, gets all of this, you know, this briefing. Uh, we learn, you know, or no, no, this is the very end. So never mind. Um, and then, um, uh, you know, they they chat, and she's like, "Yeah, where does this leave us?" And he's like, "You know, we'll, we'll figure this all out." And then she gets in her car and drives. And meets with the mob boss, who's like, I'm going to need you to kill this guy. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, she's a crooked cop. She's a fucking crooked cop. It kicks ass. I this was, I was cheering. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is this the departed? I love this. Because also, like, I didn't expect this at all. Right. Like, I genuinely right. was like, yeah, I mean, like, he's, 
somebody's probably on the take, but it's not sweet Amy Brenneman. And then they're like, yeah. So that's the very end. We skipped over the the very emotional scene where he goes to visit. Actually, I realized, I think this is the very end of the episode. Yeah, this this is where I realized the very end. When he when uh, when Kelly goes and tells uh, Andy that he's his dad or whatever happens in this moment, <laughs> more or less, yeah, he There's like holds his eye. hand for a while and then you know it's very you know you shed a tear and it's just beep, beep for the beep, classic going Andy on in the background. Records. Yeah, and uh, and I was like, holy shit, this fucking rules. Yeah, Though, you know it's it's. It, it, I, and I keep dropping him as the reference point, which it's not absurd, but it's like watching this, though, it felt more like I shouldn't be watching a series. That I was like, yeah, that's the first 45 minutes of a two hour and 10 minute Michael Mann movie. Yeah. And like, you know, Sipowitz being in the hospitals, the inciting incident as like he goes on his roaring revenge rampage that ends with him and that mobster shooting at each other. And he learns that Brenneman is like conning him. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It should have been uh, a movie because I'd watch the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But at this some point, though, yeah, it's, it's fucking whips. Music's weird though. Little what? It's so too bad. much of the era. The music kicks ass. I, I love it's so the music. loud so and sudden all the yeah, time. Yeah, I don't. It's so bad. bad. I don't think it's bad, but I it was. Like the it. Fact I was that looking it was up if I could get the soundtrack somewhere. <laughs> I, oh I think for God. me it was just more mixed in this way, where I'd be like, "What is? Why is it like? Are they screaming the dialogue? Like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> it's got oboe in it. Yeah." yeah. Yeah, it's like the loudest that toms part's... ever recorded. Yes, it's so percussive. It sounds like the I, I like bucket drummers were... in the subway tunnel. I, I read that they were trying to recreate just the sound of basically like the train tracks going. Yeah, yeah, like it sounds going like over it. for the for the drum vibe. I hate that. Uh, I hate when a show makes me like miss like hanging it. out in New York. <laughs> but man, wow, like, we're getting a few of those because <sighs> Felicity and NYPD yeah, Blue, dude. the sides of New York just, City, just like the fucking shots of the street and like bodegas and like camera shops and shit i was like fuck i'd love to just like walk around like 90s times square that's that looks fucking great to me <laughs> hate to say this i don't like it when that happens thing. to me but sometimes it happens and I, matt's really grappling with the fact that there's a part of him that wants to move back to new york city and he doesn't know what to do with this and he's working it out through this podcast it's a b plot of this yeah. podcast <laughs> Just every now and then, Matt being like, "Ah, it's, yeah, the city it's fucking just, sucks when it snows." Yeah. Except sometimes it's nice, but most times it's just garbage. <laughs> sometimes it's incredible. it's just snow covered garbage. It's the greatest city on earth. So, would you guys watch the second episode? Yes, I kind of really want to. Yes, yeah, absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Like, I, I would be like, mm, maybe I'd watch this like until Milch leaves or something, which is like halfway mm. through the series. Oh, I, I don't know. But, like, re- my worry is, like, I just, I don't have procedural brain. I can't deal yeah. with most procedurals. Yeah. And so, like, if that's, if most episodes are in style more similar to the finale than the pilot, then, like. Right. Uh, I don't Dude. Know. Maybe, the maybe finale, you just uh, go until uh, Carissa leaves. Yeah. So, just so season, season one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One good season, that's better than most yeah. shows. Well. I'm going to uh, read some things that happened to Andy Sipowitz. Yeah. Awesome. So he was he was he was married before um, before the show. You know, yeah, before the show uh, okay. in 1973, 
uh, he has his, uh, his son Andy Jr. is born, uh, and that's roughly when his alcoholism begins to become an active problem in his life, is the way that this uh, mm. breaks this down. So, uh, the show picks up in uh, 93, uh, it mentions in here that 1992 is when he is assigned a new direct superior, Lieutenant Arthur Fancy? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Fancy? Yeah, that, so awesome. our, new, our new record out, you know, September <laughs> 2021, Lieutenant Arthur Fancy. Yeah, this is uh, Sibowitz's first time working under an African-American boss and a boss who will not look the other way on his drinking. So this is, in his own estimation, 19 years into his drinking becoming an active problem. <laughs> Finally, a boss is like, well... <laughs> Uh, he had gotten divorced in 83 due to the effects of his increasing alcoholism. Divorces Katie Jesus and no longer has Christ. contact with Andy Jr. for the next eight years. In 1990, a brief attempt at rekindling his relationship with Andy Jr. does not work out. They move to an apartment in North Jersey and do not have contact with him again for three years. Uh, in 94, he begins attending Alcoholic Anonymous meetings, but John Kelly is forced out of the department, so he partners with Bobby Simone, and in 95, he marries Sylvia Costas. Things look like they're on the up and up. In 96, his new son, Theo, he has another son, Theo, is born. Andy Jr. is killed. He relapses for a second and final time since beginning recovery. Damn. Uh, in, in 1998, two years later, his partner, Bobby, dies. In 1999, his wife, Sylvia, dies. In summer 2001, his new partner, Danny, disappears and is later revealed to have been killed. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, he moves in with Connie, uh, uh, or moves in with a woman named Connie. They marry. They adopt Connie's biological niece, Michelle, after Connie's uh, sister is murdered by her husband, but the child she was pregnant with lives. It's just wow. like the list of things that happen to this guy because he's the main character of an ABC TV show are yeah. incredible. Um, can I talk about stuff that happened surrounding how, the show? How would you let yourself get close to another person? Like I, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, right. I don't. Yeah. I, don't I would become. I would become a gritty antihero. Uh, <laughs> I would have no choice but to do that. Um, so over the course of God, the twelve, Travis, these twelve Travis seasons, the gritty were, antihero. I'm just thinking about it. I mean, some would say I already am. Uh, Who? Who would say that? <laughs> I just, I would. just let the joke rest. <laughs> no, not this I one. Would, I would say it. Okay. <laughs> Stephen will fall on his sword for this bit. Just posting yeah. a, like on Twitter a few years from now a picture of me and just says, you're not supposed to identify with him. <laughs> Actually, that is another yeah, under, uh, undercurrent of this podcast is that Travis is the one you're not supposed to identify. Do not with. identify with Travis. Like that is <laughs> that's, that's a red flag. What are the lessons here? Mm-hmm. Uh, so over the twelve years uh, in between these two episodes, uh, NYPD Blue gets nominated for eighty-four Emmys and wins twenty of them, uh, including outstanding drama series, that's outstanding good... lead actor, outstanding sporting actress, outstanding sporting actor, outstanding guest actress, and outstanding. Director. How many times does Franz win? Is it just once or uh, four? Because the Emmys love to give the Emmys love the Emmys love to give people like a million. Not as much anymore. Show. I don't know. A, there was that period where it was just like, oh, it's it's Lara Kett and it's Franz or it's Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Then, like, for shows, like, It's Modern Family, but Julia Dreyfus winning comedy actress. It was like that over and over and over again. Um, the show is basically responsible for the establishment of the uh, Parents Television Council. 
Hell, hell, hell yeah. That's incredible. That's the good shit, yeah. you know, that this show's filed, become some stuff. Uh, yeah, which filed a million FCC complaints uh, for several episodes. Uh, it received a 1.4 million. I don't know which episode has Dennis Franz's ass in it, although I was able to find the clip. Uh, if you want Every to look episode. for it, he has kind of a Hank Hill ass. Ah, uh, uh, why he ain't? Ah, uh, it felt like you'd think he, he'd he have a dump a, truck, but he really doesn't. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, he's not. He's not carrying a wagon. No, he's still. You know, he's still a white Eastern European guy. Uh, but the uh, ABC did get fined. Uh, five years after it aired for the episode Nude Awakening from season 10, which also led me to look up other episode titles from season 10, which include the premieres called Ho Down, uh, because the show loved being about prostitutes getting killed. Yeah, Uh, what's the deal with this, guys? There's there's also episodes called One in the Nuts, uh, Meet Me in the Park, M-E-A-T, and uh, one that uh, has... Uh, a slur in it that I will just say uh, is a pun on Annie. Get your gun. Cases investigated <laughs> are puzzle. Cases investigated are man. Just say it. Don't oh, say. It. I, get I it. prefer not to yeah. say it. Uh, but I will give an episode description, which is cases investigated are a man robbed in a Murphy scam with a transvestite hooker and a young Pakistani woman who ah, appears yes. to be the victim of an honor killing by her father. What? <laughs> Yo, this is the show toward the end of its run. Uh, Nude Awakening, huh? Nude Awakening. Nude Awakening. Meet me in the park. There's like there are people. There are there are I'm people probably around Travis our age. Like, or, <laughs> just Nude Awakening. No, I'm no, gonna I'm gonna be like, oh, park. we're gonna have plans, and I'm gonna say, meet me in the park. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are like there, there's just like teens, or I mean, there are people who are adults now who. Definitely saw like titles like Nude Awakening or Meet Me in the Park, who tuned in thinking they were getting one thing, and then we're like, yeah. oh, what? I remember like the Dennis Franz ass thing, like I remember that happening. I remember they made fun of it on Monday Night Football. Remember Monday Night Football had like cold opens? I think was they did, like a parody De- of it. Was this I'm, the Dennis Miller era? I think so. I'm pretty sure that happened. <laughs> uh Sipowitz cycles through several other partners over the Jimmy course Smith's. of the show. That kid from Silver Spoons who's crazy now. And then finally, of course, Mark Pau Gasol, are my favorite. Um, I hate you. <laughs> with fiery intensity. <laughs> yes, Mark yes, Pau Gasol plays uh, his new partner. Uh, and the show, and David Milch leaves, and the show, as far as I can tell, just becomes Law and Order. I love that, yeah, we're like, this first episode fucking rules. And then everything that happens between is he gets partnered with two different former child stars. Was one of them the Zach in Saved by the Bell? Yes. That's the one in the finale. That is Zach Morris. Yeah. Yeah, I thought mm. so. It looks I like did him. Also, I did also but just I, say I kept thinking it was, it was Bobby Briggs. <laughs> like, don't, don't you think Zach Morris looks like Bobby yeah, Briggs a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same hair in that era for sure. I have yeah. never seen an episode of television as boring as the finale of NYPD Blue. And you I clearly watched have Wire. never watched Absolutely. any procedurals. Yeah, they're ever. all li- they're all this. They, this, was exactly this was unbearable, man. My eyes maybe glaze because over. my expectations were high because of the because uh, of the pilot. So like I I I just went in with a different brain. But what when I watched 
the pilot of NYPD Blue. I was expecting the finale of NYPD Blue. And then when I watched the finale of NYPD Blue, I was expecting something more like the pilot. So thus right. I was disappointed when I got yeah. what I got. Yeah, yeah. but right. this other thing is like, so like I've said, I don't watch procedurals. I can't deal. I figured when you end, <laughs> it's amazing to me that even the series finale of one is just another episode of one. Yeah, and then he gets up That's not always except the case. Who cares? That is, sentimental that is not always the case. Like, yeah, so I, I, like I, I, oftentimes it isn't. I was yeah. looking into this where it wasn't necessarily a show that just was like, all right, we're wrapping up. This is the last season. It was the sort of thing if they were like, this could be the end as we're making it. So we're mm. going to put in the sort of like, let's, if it ends here, it ends here. And if it doesn't, you know, we can keep going sort of thing like that. It was still the part of this, getting pretty good ratings. Like, but it was canceled. It was not a situation of it being like, and here's where we want to end it. It was, the that, show was canceled. I, imagine, imagine your show getting canceled after 12 seasons. Imagine being so fucking whatever that you want to keep making a show after 12 seasons. It's nice Money to have a consistent cool, paycheck. Yeah, it's the, <laughs> you that's will the never thing catch in TV. That's why it is like this. And also, if you tried to do that to like Shonda Rhimes, then she would have your family killed. So I'm, I will make you guys a promise. Sparks I, I love. That I'll make you guys of... a genuine promise that I will never run a TV show for more than twelve seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Quote me on it. Uh, Steven tomorrow getting hired on the Wheel of Time TV series. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? There were 14 books, not 12. Son of a bitch. So, yeah. Yeah. This finale. So it, did anybody pay any attention for even one second in this finale? Like, enough to know yes. what was going uh, on? I paid yes. very yes, little. I, I loved the hair on this. I uh, take this podcast seriously, I guess. <laughs> so do I'm I, but one. some things are so boring that I, I just. I did, I did pay attention. I can tell you what happened. This is, like, this is not even, like, I did not enjoy this finale. This is not even in the bottom five most boring shows episodes we've watched for this podcast. Yeah, I was shocked that Matt was like, this is the most boring. Ep-. I mean, it's also because Matt, every episode we do says this was the most boring episode of television I've ever seen. But He's the master no, this, hyperbole. This, I figured this Babylon was... 5 would still probably be up the Babylon top 5 at least had something about it. Matt has yeah, this weird thing in his brain where everything is better than whatever he's talking about. Or worse, like whatever it is that he's talking <laughs> about, somehow manages to be the best or worst thing that has ever happened to him. As long as he's talking about it, I, it's, I mean, it's I, very so strange. I'm basing this only on how I've reacted to it when I've been watching it, and I always watched the show. Like I stayed up till fucking four in the morning to watch like six hours of Degrassi. Like, I always watched the show. But for some reason, this one, I just, like, literally, physically couldn't do. Like, my it's body was screaming it's at me. probably because... It's probably... So, that's, so it's, it's, it's probably the SpongeBob effect is what I'm going to call it because everyone has this, and it's not just me, uh, which is... Uh, you watched an episode from the first three seasons of SpongeBob, three seasons of SpongeBob, and you're like, wow, this is really intelligent comedy. They're, like, this is in front of its time for cartoons like they're doing really smart things yeah. and then you watch like season eight and you're like now this isn't particularly worse than any cartoon that i'd randomly turn on but because it's spongebob yeah. uh it makes me viscerally sick to watch it so i <laughs> cannot is in front of its time a commonly accepted variation of ahead of its time no i just i don't know how <laughs> to coined speak. it just now <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I, I heard you say that part, and it was the thing where I'm just like, Stephen now has the bulletproof argument for any time he says these things where you can just immediately go, oh, that's how they say it over here. Yeah. Oh, huh. That's fair. <laughs> so for I like didn't think my of first that. Thought, I was like, no, it's more like in, in community when Pierce says streets ahead, and everybody's like, did people say streets ahead? And then he says, only if they're not streets behind, um, which is a pretty good joke. Uh, also, uh, I think uh, which maybe that- I should have I should have taken that and I should have said well, that's what people say if they're not behind their time. Behind the times, though, in is back a of that's their right. time. <laughs> in, yeah, in, <laughs> trapped in. behind their time. <laughs> in, in, in bumper to bumper traffic with time. In uh, back of their time, you guys are in back of your time. Uh, also, I just want to say of your time. a good supercut from this podcast would be all of the various ways Matt has referred <laughs> to the amount of Degrassi we have watched. <laughs> Several days of Degrassi. Eight whole days of Degrassi. <laughs> the, the crime at the center of Degrassi's finale was more interesting than this one. Oh, yeah. Like. Dude, and there the was way they nothing. Particularly... Nothing fucking here. There were no stakes. So, yeah. Sipowitz has been promoted. He's now in charge of the department. Who cares? Yeah. Um, and they investigate the murder of a prostitute to end. Uh, uh, like Can we just say sex worker? World. Yeah, yeah, we should. No, we gotta do the slang. It's a prose. It's David Prose. Yeah, so they get called to investigate this woman that gets murdered. I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. How, what do we want to talk That's about? It. So That's there's it. a guy. There's a guy there from the Japanese consulate that keeps trying to. And he goes like, power move con people guy. Yeah. And also the, the power move of calling people guy, which is really underwhelming <laughs> one to good. do. Yeah. Also, just hearing that with a Japanese accent, yeah. and it felt less like. He's doing the power move, and I was like, "Does he think? Are they trying to say that this character thinks that that's like a common way to speak?" Yeah. Me guy. Yeah, I, I don't, did re- I don't learn the names of any of these other detectives. No, who fucking I, cares? Yeah, it was Detective Zach um, Morris. I, there's a coded took, gay I, I receptionist. Take, yeah, there's oh With yeah, there's a coded gay hair. receptionist that somehow so has lesbian good. hair. Uh, <laughs> he is not coded gay. He is canonically gay. Okay, sure. Uh, and, so and, um, regardless, and, so he's well, a comedic then he, character then. Yes, and he Correct. helps Sipowitz come to terms with his homophobia because you know oh. he's uh, yeah, it's he, because he's uh, just asserted there to try to win a Glad Award. Or hey, something. hey, maybe he helps, queers he are okay. He, maybe maybe the queers he, are okay. That's n- fine. No, 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 Matt. No, no, no. He doesn't make him okay with gay people. He makes him okay with the fact that he has homophobia. He <laughs> makes him come to terms with his homophobia. Oh, I'm homophobic, but I accept that. Listen, you hate people who hate queers. I hate queers. We both have a thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're not so different, you and I. <laughs> I bet he said that at least Hate is hate. <laughs> what the fuck is a power bottom? <laughs> uh, so, okay. Let me explain the plot in three sentences. A sex worker is killed. They try to find out who killed the sex worker. They suspect it's a guy. Then, that guy pays <laughs> off another guy that it could be Stephen, you can at least add some modifiers. <laughs> no, they suspect a ma- the, the suspect is male. Yes. <laughs> they suspect a rich, powerful man with a job yeah. that I don't actually remember. Doesn't Stephen, matter. Uh, he ate it. He ate it. Laberta Dan. He's recently. rich and powerful. 
The point is, he's rich and powerful. There's also a diplomatic immunity man, and he <laughs> is another suspect. Uh, a suspect. suspect. <laughs> <laughs> he's a suspect. <laughs> Am I a suspect in this case, <laughs> or am I free to go? Yeah, officer? I mean, he he does this this guy from the the guy with the diplomatic immunity is definitely like, uh, am I being detained in like a very traditional? You you can't know, arrest you me. I have it. diplomatic immunity. And then they were like, he's guy. a Japanese national. They're going to tend him back and extract their pound of I absolutely love <laughs> I love they, they said the Japanese government will have their pound of flesh in Drop Dead Diva. And I have been thinking about that for a week and a half. Speaking, of, speaking, of, whale speaking of Japanese stereotypes in these shows, I love when they uh, like interview his uncle and he's like, why would he bring shame to his family like that? Jesus he he was a, he had Christ. much honor. Like this, this man, this, this, this goes against the way of Bushido. Well, Travis, like, Travis, 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 I, the, I thought you would think the same thing about this. Whereas you watched that, you were like, "Yeah, I wonder how that uh, Ghost Tsushima DLC is going to be." Because that is they only a. That? Yeah, and that's and and much like Ghost of Tsushima, this is about a nephew, or this is about an uncle being embarrassed by his nephew, <laughs> the most pure relationship that you can have apparently in Japan. <laughs> Iroh and Zuko. So it turns out that uh, so he confesses to the murder, uh, this Japanese man, uh, and and Sipowitz suspects that. It's Every, not well, actually it's not just him. Hippowitz. Everyone is like, this doesn't make any well, sense. Well, everyone who's actually But they're all like fucking whatever. Like, We're only 23 their... minutes into this episode. It can't be this. Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. So, oh God, that is how it works, huh? So, but, but because this guy's so rich and powerful, the people above Sipowitz just want him to be done with the case. But his honor is too strong. So he continues to investigate. And it turns out that this man has a gambling problem uh, and is in a lot of debt. Uh, and it goes exactly how you think it would the second it starts. You st- the second you start thinking maybe that's what happened, they spend yep. ten, 10 to 15 more minutes explaining to you that that's what happened with every turn being like, <gasps> but it turns out that the guy who works for the guy who also had a relationship with the prostitute is the bookie for the man who's, who confessed to the murder. I, I want to uh, tap in I, real quick. Just because Steven saying Sipowitz's honor. And then I started thinking about how sick it would be if Sipowitz revealed that he could speak Japanese in this episode. <laughs> and then I realized how sick it would be if Dennis Franz had played Wolverine. <laughs> oh, I just okay, think yeah. of anyone speaking Japanese in a Chicago accent. What a dream that would be. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that I would be able to oh tell. Arlington Heights Matt, shit. Matt, what the fuck is going Matt, on? You you clearly do the Chicago accent best of anyone here. Can you say Konichiwa in a Chicago <laughs> accent? We can't move on unless you do it. Uh, I'm trying to think of how to make it work in a yeah. It's like, does Japanese have like a th sound that can be turned into a d? Right, right. That's, really that's how you get issue. into the Chicago accent. Th. No, I know how these guys. These guys it. work. You know how these guys from Arlington Heights work. You know they got the konichiwa, they got the fucking yeah. arigato. Yeah, yeah there you go. I was gonna say, oh. it's where my yeah, aunt's from. And good morning, it's pretty cool. <laughs> so it turns out that the rich guy was the murderer, and Sipowitz gets reamed by his boss for the boss finding out on the six o'clock news that that guy got arrested, uh, but. 
then all of the people who work for him one by one come into his office and congratulate him on being good. And that's sort of the end of <laughs> That's the how NYPD yeah. goes. It goes out with a whimper for sure. So my prediction of what was gonna happen in the finale or, or how we were gonna talk about the finale, I assumed that we would actually get another long moment from Steven as he talks about the depiction of BDSM culture in te- in modern television. <laughs> oh, whatever. I'm not, like, look, guys, BDSM people can can get over it. <laughs> I don't even know what that means in I this agree. context. I have no idea what that is. Do you want me to keep? I'll ask you tomorrow if you want me to keep that. I'll text you that quote. <laughs> I, I don't mean I don't mean what I mean is I, what I mean is I just mean the fact that you know their experience with BDSM isn't necessarily what is shown on TV. Like I just, okay. I, I just uh, that's, that's what, what they you can meant get over. By BDSM people can get over it. <laughs> I'm glad we had the clarification. I'm glad we had that. That is what I meant, but it could have have definitely meant something else. I just was thinking of you being like, listen, sometimes somebody will put a finger up your butt and that doesn't make you gay and we need to move beyond that bit. So I was like, oh, Steven's going to have a take on this. No, well, the thing about it is, the thing about it is, right, BDSM people oftentimes have created... Have created this relationship with sex as a way to cope with some traumas from their past, and you know what I have to say about that is they can get over it. <laughs> you know what I have to say about that? They can kiss my ass. I'll Even see down. you in hell, BDSM people. <laughs> Do you guys remember like five years ago when there was that great take that like using the term? Uh, slaves to refer to like chattel slavery oh, yeah. was offensive to kinky people, <sighs> and yes, that you should just that. use enslaved people instead. Didn't that just like get like? No, that one was it... stop. That was stop appropriating daddy. Just had its five year anniversary yesterday. I was gonna say get oh, reshared, and then Travis is like, "You plebe, you fucking philistine." <laughs> Completely Did you not observe from the holiday. Daddy. <laughs> uh, also, I think, Stephen, in your recap of the finale, you missed the most important part, which is Winnie Cooper just appears. Who's Who? that? Danica McKellar. Who? You're saying Wonder names years. that I... Who? Okay. Who? Wow. That is the sister The who is at the bookstore. Just, you know. Would I know okay. her from anything else? No. Do you just know her from being on, like, I Love the 80s and I Love the 90s, probably? Uh, talking so about oh, Hal Sparks yeah, showed Cooper. up? She got like a she like uh, got like a like a, some degree in mathematics, so she's always you know like uh, upheld for that stuff. But, hmm. Yeah. So that's NYPD so, Blue. So not much I'll say about the finale of NYPD <laughs> Blue. Yeah, this just felt like a random Law and Order episode or whatever. I Except for the over. very yeah, he got the promoted. Slightly sentimental for, him, for five minutes. Yeah, I really want to more of this Your like top fucking yeah. dog now. I really wanted more of this fucking like maniac cop for twelve years, but I guess at some point he has to mellow out. And he can't keep shoving. No, the they promoted him because so many... he didn't mellow out. That's what they fucking expected, encouraged well, from you did. at the end. NYPD. Well, but he did from the last episode because he didn't. Well, yeah, he did, he yeah, didn't, he did like... the Eric Taylor style growth, where no growth was even hinted at until the <laughs> absolute last episode. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I would have loved to see him yeah, shove like very it. expensive tapestries in the mouth of the guy who he thinks was the murderer as he was taking him in. I just yeah. I would have loved Wait, that reprisal. Wearing a toupee that feels like such like a relic of a of an era. Yeah. Like other than other than John Travolta. Who like even still wears a wig? That's because that's because no, he, of how he, that's, that's because of the, that's because of the success of uh, of uh, the sponsor of our podcast for hims, which you know yeah. helps no, with erectile dysfunction no. and hair growth. I don't need this and other Rogaine. There was related. a guy. There was a guy in this episode who his IMDb headshot was like new frontiers and balding technology because he went with this. <laughs> <laughs> this is a visual <laughs> joke. This is a man who is that he is, is receding hairline beside that. <laughs> Travis, Travis. Uh, down the middle of his head. He has no, I'm, I'm explaining so it for the viewer, for the listener. That's what I need. He, this man, he has a receding hairline, but it's not that far receded, but the middle of his hair appears to be gone, and then there is, yeah, randomly like a soul patch on Travis, top of his forehead. Travis, Travis. I'm going to need you to turn your phone 180 degrees. <laughs> Look, that's that's NYPD Blue. <laughs> there we go. There we go. For those of you uh, listening at home, if this part still made it, please look up Travis David Brisbane no, on IMDb. First, look at this. When I asked Travis, I to might make it the episode image. I don't. When know. I asked Travis to flip his phone 180 degrees, he paused. He flipped it 90 degrees. Then he stopped. He flipped it back to the previous orientation, and then he flipped his phone so that he was showing me the back, no longer the image. I flipped it, it 180 degrees. So it's just you didn't tell me on what. We're axis. gonna turn this team around 360 Wait, he didn't, he degrees. You did not. Say Say which axis. You're right. I I underestimated Travis's intelligence and his capability to understand what he wanted to show me. Again, as we said last week, I'm hot, not smart. So, <laughs> and that's what we had to say about NYPD Blue, a show where we were all like, "Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, hell yeah!" And the pilot, and then we're like, I don't know, is ten minutes enough time to talk about the finale? And no, barely I, even did that. Like, just watch an episode of Law and Order. Like, it doesn't matter. That show, yeah. there's. There's 10,000 versions of that episode of that show on TV. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, but there's one version of the pilot. The pilot. Correct. What does matter, though, is what we'll be talking about next weekend. And, Stephen, you want to lay that on us? Yep. Next weekend, we will be watching the classic British teen drama, Skins. Oh, yes! Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Ian oh. doesn't seem happy about this. No, it's not that I'm unhappy. It's me trying to figure out what that even means. What do you mean? As far as watching skins, does it have a bunch of like like, weird reboot? Does it it have a Degrassi situation? There, Uh, there was. We'll figure it out. It's not still going, is it? No. Okay. British shows are never still going. Yeah, it's just the thing where like they did like a mini series like follow up that followed, like, one character from each of the three different distinct series. Oh, okay. That's, so that's, why that's what I season was... 7 is on IMDb? Yes. Okay. That's why but I was the like... si- season 6.10 is called Finale, so... Yeah, but... But think of what all of the 24 drama that we yeah. have. Sure, <laughs> I, I, I think we should watch Steve, the one called Finale. Finale. It, It's up to the person okay. who picked the show. Okay. I'm not going to okay. get on anybody's... Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, so who's going to talk about Skins? Who here knows the least about Skins? 
Either me or Matt, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I've definitely seen the show. I have not seen any All of, of it? Skins, so I guess okay. it's me. Okay, Travis. Travis, I'm putting 30 seconds on the clock. Tell me everything you know about Skins, starting now. Skins is a popular teen drama from the UK that at some point had Dev Patel on it, I'm pretty sure. Sometimes I get it confused with Misfits, but I think that's... I think I'm right on this one. Uh... I want to say it has several other people who went on to become more famous later. I think Daniel Kaluuya might have been on it even. Uh, But, like, yeah, I just know it as, like, a thing that British actors come from. But I have no idea what it's about. And that's time. Congrats to Travis for naming two actors who were on Skins. So, good start on that one. Nice, nice. I couldn't have done that. Uh, We will be back to talk about Skins next week. In the meantime, you should rate and review and tell a friend... Uh, give us five stars because you know we watched the fin- the pilot. I mean, we watched the finale of NYPD Blue. We did that for your sins, and we're deserving of these things. Also deserving of things is our producer Matt Isiani for his wonderful work week in week out. You have no idea how borked some of these episodes are until he <laughs> and gets you don't, all up in them. You know what he deserves specifically? A Webby. Get a that webby. man a Webby. <laughs> Thank you. Stephen, get Matt a Webby. Stephen, can you bring us home? When's the last time you tried growing tits? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they got used because I saw it in the quote section and I was like, I don't know if that's going to make it.